Welcome to the OP Podcast for entrepreneurs who want to find more meaning in life and more profitability in business. Today, you'll hear from an entrepreneur just like you as they share a tip or two about optimizing life and business. Let's join the conversation. Hello, this is Lyle with the Optimized Profitability Podcast. Today we're with Jenna Zabrowski. How's that for a fun name? She's a real estate lawyer. She works with helping people with all those fun documents like leases and business setups and entities. According to her, she likes to keep your fanny out of the fire. So she makes sure the documents are what they're supposed to be. She's been an entrepreneur for one and a half years. And as of one month ago today, while we're recording this, she's a mom. How cool is that? So we look forward to hearing your story. So Jenna, what was that mindset it took from you to get from the nine to five to being your own boss? Uh, well, it's been uh, it's been quite a journey. So I've been in corporate for over a decade and then I had two layoffs in two years. It was really disheartening. What am I going to do with my life? All of this. And then I finally said, did what I said, what I was going to do. I'm going to start my own practice. And it was the scariest thing I've ever said to myself and the scariest thing I've ever done. So I took a contract job for about six months and worked really hard to get all of my documents in place, my practice, network working, um, everything that you need to have to start a law practice. And then as of January, 2019, I stopped looking for corporate jobs and doing all of that and set out on my own practice. And it was absolutely terrifying. And here I am a year and a half later, I have that practice and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go back to corporate. Great. So what, what, what do you mean? It's terrifying. Explain that to us. I am an attorney. I am risk adverse. I do not come from an entrepreneurial background. So it's not, Oh, this is fun. I've always wanted to start my own business. I've always wanted to be my own boss. No, I want security and safety and the predictability. And I had that for a decade and that was really hard to give up. I enjoyed having that and knowing I was getting a paycheck, but at the same time, I'm strapped down to this desk and I need to do what's happening and I'm still trying to balance everything. And it wasn't, it wasn't working anymore. I got some really good experience from the corporate side that I could bring into my practice. But after a decade, it was time to put my money where my mouth was and really go forth and do it. So, and you know, just that uncertainty. I want to know like, okay, if I follow the formula and do all these things exactly right, then this is the, you know, the steps and the process and the timeline. And you can't get that as an entrepreneur. I want it. And I asked everybody, how do I guarantee, how do I get this? And everyone said, you just have to trust and have faith and do it. And that's really scary and terrifying and horrifying. And oh my gosh, I can't do it. I didn't have a backup plan. So I went ahead and did it. And oh my gosh, the crowdsourcing was right. Everyone said, you get through the grind, you do it. That first year was, it was tough in a lot of ways, but I'm here, I'm going forth and I'm going to keep going. Great. So if I can do it. Anybody can do it. Whether you're ready, whether you want to, you can, you just have to hang on by your fingernails and get it done. Did you go, did you read any books or go to any conferences? how did you develop that mindset to go into, into entrepreneurship? Well, it was making up my mind to do so. So I said, well, I'm not going to have a backup plan. I'm not going to try this for six months and get out of it. I have to succeed. I don't have a backup plan, which is very unusual for me. So I'm throwing myself into this wholeheartedly. And I did do a lot of networking. I got on, LinkedIn meetup. I talked to everybody. It didn't matter what it was. It didn't matter if it was real estate or legal related, or they were my audience. I need to go out there and practice. I didn't have my elevator speech down. I didn't know how to introduce myself. Who the heck wants to work with a real estate attorney when you're hanging out with a bunch of, uh, you know, small business owners, what the heck, right? So I figured nothing to lose, everything to gain. So I went to probably back when we could do that, I was probably at three or four networking events per day. I was not dealing with clients or doing anything, but for about three months, that's all I did. I breakfast, lunch, dinner, one or two meetings. And it was practice, practicing my elevator pitch in a real time.
time with a real audience and getting feedback, meeting people. You'd go to a room of 30 people. Who's that one person that might be someone that can get me to the next level? Um, practicing on one-on-ones, getting my pitch. What do people care about? What I think they care about is not necessarily what they really want. So that first three months, and I did not land a lot of clients. I did not have a lot of business and I was tired because I was driving to a lot of meetings. Mm-hmm. But that after that first three months, things started falling in place and going the right direction. So it was a good move on my part, but the pl- there was no plan. The plan was to go out there and figure it out. And I did. That's great. And see, that's one of the things I love about you. You're a lawyer, but you have personality and personality is so key in your business. I love that. So let's, let's unpack the, the, the one liner, the elevator pitch, whatever you want to call it. When somebody is a new entrepreneur and they're like, I have no idea what she means elevator pitch. So tell us how you developed your elevator pitch. How did that develop in your head? Did you write it down? Did you write a hundred copies of it? Did you just start spouting it out? Tell us what that looks like to you. Well, for those of us that don't know yet, the elevator pitch is you're trapped in an elevator with your absolute primo candidate. You got 30 seconds to get them to be interested and get your card and how do we go to next steps, right? And as an attorney, you know, you can find a lot of us and we do all different things and everyone thinks that I go to court or deal with criminals or have a high powered something or other. I sit behind a desk with a lot of paper and it makes me very happy. Don't get me wrong, but it's not what you're expecting. So obviously I had to get my name out there and I worked really hard on my branding. My loss, my uh, web, for, my uh, website and my law firm is Law by Jay-Z. And I spent a lot of time trying to figure that out and how to set myself up as opposed to the law office of Jenna Zabrowski. So the branding was there. And then the next step is to think about who you want to talk to. Everybody is not your audience, right? So I was thinking, who can I best service? And it's been com- real estate professionals, both commercial and residential and small business owners. That's a lot different than everybody. So when I say those words, those people perk up. Might only be one or two in a room or someone who knows someone, but those are the people I want to talk to. And then what do I provide for them? Safety and security. A lot of people sign documents. They do not understand. They do not, uh, they trust someone to tell them what it is. That person doesn't have their interest at heart. I've said that may be what you understood or what you thought you signed. It is not the case and it will not hold up in court. So that's identifying who you want to talk to, what you can do for them and doing it in 30 seconds or less. So my elevator pitch is, hi, I'm Jenna Zabrowski. I'm the attorney behind lawbyjz.com. I work with real estate professionals and small business owners to lock down your legal rights in your contracts, leases, and other legal documentation. Understand what you're signing on the dotted line before, not after. Check me out at lawbyjz.com. And that took a year and a half to get there. And I practiced it 105 different ways. I would say it in the shower or while I was driving or anywhere else that I had a few minutes of downtime. And you meet a lot of people. And I did it to every single person. It's a lot more natural than um, I'm an attorney and I do leases and contracts and you should totally check me out. So and it doesn't have to be something that you spiel off every time you meet someone. But again, who are you? Make sure that they know your name. Make sure they know who you're looking for, and what you can do for them. And then I have my little tagline at the end that you know, the, the, the key that you understand what you're getting into before, not after. So what is it that sets you apart from everybody else. That's that's what I do. And that's what everybody needs to figure out. If you're just telling me how great your product is, I don't care. So what what is it I do for you? That That's the focus. That's what I would tell entrepreneurs to look for. How can you help your specific audience? Right. The I think the term is, what's their favorite radio station? WIIFM. What's in it for me? <laughs> exactly. And once I started looking at that, it made a huge difference as opposed to, I'm a lawyer and here's all these great things I do. It's like, I'm a lawyer. I want to help you. What can I help you with? And really making that effort to listen and say, yes, I can do that or no, I can't, but I have someone that can. 
And that was another really important thing for me, making those connections. I have a lot of people asking me about insurance, banking, CPAs, marketing, none of which I handle. So I can say, no, I can't help you, but I know someone who can. Only thing worse is saying, no, I can't help you and stopping. That's a really awful feeling to have. So I, I play with a, a deep bench of people and it, you know, what comes around goes around. So some of the times those people come back to me too and help it out and a rising tide lifts all boats. Exactly. So it's networking, it's connecting with people, and then knowing who they are enough to tell them, hey, there's a person that could help you. One of the best things I ever heard, it's not even necessarily networking or contacts or anything. I've heard it's a, a series of conversations to get to yes. And I really thought that was great. I, I like to talk. I can have a series of conversations. So who are you? What do you do? What do you need? How can I help you? And let me do that. And sometimes there's some people that you can't help. You're not there for everybody. I'm certainly not. But when you find the right audience that you can help and that you can do stuff with, then I have the series of conversations. I'm not selling a service or a product. I'm saying, here's what I can do. Are you interested? Let's work together. And that has really helped me focus on my practice and what I'm doing to be successful, to help other people be successful. That's great. I love that. So what are you doing right now in your life that's helping you grow your business and develop and stay sane as a mom? (laughs) (laughs) Sleep. (laughs) I wish I had more of that, but uh, that mythical work-life balance, having it all all at once, I think we all realize that's just not going to happen for everybody, but it's being really selective and focused on what I want. Uh, Part of the reason I started my practice is when we decided that we were going to start a family is being able to be there for my family. Uh, My husband is also in the Army National Guard, so on occasion, he's gone for weeks at a time, like for uh, Harvey or COVID-19, he's gone. So someone's got to be at home to to keep the house going and make sure that the dog gets fed and the kid as well. So that helps. So it was really important for me to have that. Uh, it was I got really clear really fast on my fee structure. This is how much money you know I need to make per year. Backing into that, okay, take out 30% for taxes. These are my business expenses. So how much do I need to charge per item? And creating that certainty for my clients, either an hourly rate with a retainer or a flat fee and making sure that I can do it for that flat fee. So that was really important. And I stick to my guns on that. Could you do it for a little bit less? Could I get a little bit more? This is what you get for that price. Um, so really knowing that and people who respect that are, are good clients. People who don't can go work with another attorney. So getting real clear, real fast on how I was going to make this work from a financial perspective is really important. And uh, scheduling, time management. If I, I carry around an old-fashioned uh, piece of paper and a pen everywhere I go and I write it down and before I go to bed every night, doesn't matter how tired I am, I get out my phone and I put it in the calendar. Oh, I have that meeting. Oh, I have that Zoom. Oh, I have that doctor's appointment. Oh, I have to make sure that I'm feeding my child. And I don't know what day it is. I don't know what I'm doing next, but it's in the calendar and the alarm goes off. And I don't miss appointments. I don't make clients wait. That's really important to them. And that's important to me. So making sure that you're not overscheduled. It's okay to say, no, I can't do tomorrow. What about Thursday? Being clear on that. If it's that important, they'll work with you. I've also said, hey, sure, I'll give you a call at nine o'clock Saturday morning. Um, Sometimes you just got to work around people's schedules, especially if they're doing an eight to five with their own business. Sure, I can have a conversation at six. You might hear me, you know, feeding the baby in the background or walking the dog, but this is what you get. I had um, a document we needed to get signed for a client. I drove up to their house about a 25 minute drive and we uh, wore masks and executed the documents out of the tailgate of my car at 630 on a Friday because it needed to be done. So, um, you know, that that's the important part. 
there's so many little tidbits you put there. You have a digital brain that keeps you in track. So you don't have to remember everything. I love that. And you feed your child. You said that like four times. That's so important. Pretty proud of myself on that yes. one. That, that's key because he's on a schedule and he's not going to let me forget it. So that means everything else has got to be on a schedule too. Write it down, make sure it's in there, have a system that works for you and keep using it. Consistency is so key because if not, oh, I forgot I had this meeting. This didn't get signed. This didn't get paid. Uh, for me, that could be a malpractice issue. Uh, maybe not for necessarily for every entrepreneur, but if your clients or people who want to give you money and work with you can't trust you or can't rely on you, that's not the impression that you want to give them. So, you know, treat them the way you want to be treated. And that means respecting their time as well. And if that means, hey, we're going to, you know, I'm, by the way, I'm bringing my baby in a carrier and we're going to execute these out of the back of my car, but yeah, we'll get it done. And people get it. People, especially other small business owners are accommodating and, you know, they'll come out in their front of their car, the front of their house and we'll pull in their garage and wear a mask and sign things and get it done. That's what we do. Yeah, that's great. So what would you tell, what would be a tip that somebody could do right now? If they're a mom, they're just a new entrepreneur, what's some tips that you would give them to help them become a better winner as an entrepreneur? Systems is what I would say. You need to sit down and you need to, you know, get someone else to watch the baby or find some time. You need two or three hour block. You need to sit down, you need your computer, your phone, and a paper calendar. And I have actually sat down, I try to do it at least once a month on the first day of every month. And I sit down and I have all of the, the personal stuff and all of the professional stuff. And I get it in the calendar. Um, and the paper one goes on the refrigerator where my husband and I can see it. And then I back it up with my professional one, which is, you know, he doesn't need to necessarily know that I have three clients on Thursday, but I do. So I can't schedule anything before one o'clock. So making sure that all of those appointments are on there a month. And then obviously as things go on, you can add them. But before you say yes, let me look. Oh, it's right here in my phone. I've got this going on. I can't do one o'clock. What about 2.30? And using technology is important. Maybe I can't meet you in person. I'd like to, but we can set up a meeting via Zoom, via Skype, via phone call, being creative and accommodating. You can only work after your workday at 6.30. Great. We'll have a call 6.30 to 7 and just be aware that you might see uh, the dog in the background or something. You know, I work out of a home office a lot, especially right now. So this is what you get. I work lean and mean just like everybody else. So no, this is this is where we'll be. You'll get it done, but it may not look like a fancy downtown law firm with high heels and marble floors. Right. And I love that you said expectations. That's so crucial because somebody's expecting this marble floor and this big mahogany desk and everything. If you said, if they had that preconceived expectation, it's going to be hard for them to come in and say, well, who are you again? <laughs> Where's the real person I talked to? You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I am, I, it's important to be professional, whatever you're doing, you yeah. can be professional in a three piece suit or you can be professional in, you know, a t-shirt shirt and shorts. Absolutely. So it's, I try to create, have, have the same persona no matter what, which is I'm professional and I'm competent and I can solve your problems no matter what I look like. Right. And I tell people, I mean, that's, that's part of my pitch. You know, I keep my billing rates and everything where I do. I make a living. Don't get me wrong. I got a mortgage too, but I, you know, work out of my back bedroom and my computer's a couple years old and I do a lot of stuff off of my phone and running around in my car, which is my, you know, part-time office. Uh, you're not going to necessarily have to come to me eight to five and, and have a formal meeting and do all of this. I do a lot of stuff online, a lot of things electronically, and I get, ha we're all busy. I get it. So what can I do to accommodate that? But at the same time, um, boundaries, like you said, are really important. I can meet with you, but I don't take meetings after seven o'clock at night. Does not work with me. So we'll either have to set another time or you'll have to find somebody else. The more things I say no to, the more things I turn away, 
the better I find I do. Because if you close the door to one opportunity, another door opens. And that's the the client you want. Because if they're being unreasonable or they have expectations that don't match yours, they need to go find someone that can. It is not my job to bend over backwards to make sure that I fit everybody. It is my job to accommodate the clients that I have that we can work together. Every time I've tried to do somebody a favor or do something outside of my boundaries, I've ended up to some extent regretting it. It took too much time, effort, wasn't worth it. Uh, even though we got it done, the people that understand and respect my time and theirs are a much better fit. And that's, you know, kind of helped my practice evolve as well. Absolutely. I, mean, I love that. Expectations, boundaries, and accommodations. Oh, that's a great little three-piece Tidbit. I love that. Um, we're going to continue this conversation. We just kind of want to touch base with Jenna's story and everything. If you are a real estate entrepreneur, you definitely want to check out the bonus. We're fixing to have a deep dive into LLCs and how to set those up and what they're about and all that fun stuff. Maybe not how to set them up. We'll talk about more about that. We'll talk about um, how to protect your real estate investments, whether you're exactly. an investor or, living or thinking about being one. How about that? Exactly. And we're going to do that on optimizeprofitability.com. So join us for the bonus tip. And before we leave here, though, you're a mom and you just started a new little thing where you you're helping people, you're helping moms with estate planning. So we want to make sure if you're a mom, reach out if you need some estate planning help with or wills parents. and all those fun things or any parents. Yeah, or yeah. Anyone that's got, even if you don't have children, um, everybody, let me put it this way. The state has a will for you. Is it the one you want? I don't know. Give me a call. Let's find out. Right. And it's a lot more affordable than you think, believe it or not. She is. I agree with that. She's very reasonable and she's, like I said, fun to be around. I like hanging out with her. How can people get in touch with you? What What do they need to do? Can they call you? You want them to send an email? What's the best way to reach out to you? Any way you want, because I'll work with you. My phone number, and this is my direct dial. Don't text me because it won't work, but you can give me a call, leave a voicemail, and it's my phone, so I answer it and I call back. That number is 817 817- Eight four one five seven six two. My email, which is probably the best way, but some people like the phone, is my name, Jenna, J-E-N-N-A, at lawbyjz.com, L-A-W-B-Y-J-Z.com. And that's also my website, lawbyjz.com. You can see that, see what I'm about. There's also a contact me form. Or if you talk to Lyle, he'll make sure that I get the messages as well. Exactly. And on our page, OptimizeProfitability.com, I'll have links to her social media. So if you want to dig in and stalk her and all those kind of things, we'll do that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Absolutely. Go for it. The more you, you know, know, the more comfortable you are, the better I can help. Exactly. Thanks for being on today. And we're going to jump into our deep dive here in a minute. So let's end this podcast. And I look forward to having a deeper conversation with you in a minute. Looking forward to it, Lyle. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the OP Podcast. Join the conversation on Facebook or look us up online at OptimizedProfitability.com. And always remember, you were born with a purpose. Now, go live like you believe it.